From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is the national news for week commencing January 22nd, 2017. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Today's news includes some experimentation by WIA's Roger Harrison VK2ZRH. Another look at the WIA fact sheets we told you of last week. This time we're joined by WIA President Phil Waite. Will any individual or club residing on the Gold Coast of VK4 pick up the baton and apply for a special event call sign for use prior to or during the upcoming Commonwealth Games? But first, Morse code by torch results in rescue. A worthy rescue radio story to start today's news. One might even call it a news flash. A 54-year-old army reservist and veteran of the Middle East slipped on seaweed and broke his leg on a Dorset beach in southern England. Sergeant Tim Robinson staggered for two hours and when it got dark enough, flashed an SOS towards his hotel room window, hoping his wife was there looking out for him. The reservist kept repeating the message before his wife did find him, following the signals and then called the emergency services. He was loaded onto a lifeboat before being transferred by ambulance to hospital where he recovered after having the broken bone fixed. VK4 and 5G, the fifth generation and Commonwealth Games. The much faster 5G mobile network will be available on the Gold Coast of Queensland in 2018 to serve the Commonwealth Games being held in April of that year. Eventually, 5G will be extended across Australia. Forecast to be a boom in the Internet of Things, far beyond smartphones to smart homes, cars and many other devices. In the past, Commonwealth Games also had an amateur radio special event call sign and station. Will it do so again? To Foundation Training and Assessment, it's to Melbourne. Do you know someone who could join the quality class and be a radio amateur in 2017? Amateur Radio Victoria resumes its foundation license session on February 18 and 19. This quality course thoroughly covers the essential basics of electronics, radio communications, several safety aspects and regulations. Please contact Barry Robinson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. I'll give you his phone number. The telephone number is 0428 516 001. Say again, 0428 516001. Now, what is the foundation of amateur radio? It's to Germany and Ed, Delta Delta 5 Lima Papa for the answer. Radio clubs are the foundation of amateur radio in Australia, and one of the longest running ones has served well with training, examinations, education, as well as repeaters, contest participation, and support of Weissen. But the reason I highlight this club, which is 60 years old this year, is its annual field day, ham fest, radio rally, or whatever you call it. Still the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere. Yes, you've all probably guessed. I'm talking about the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club near Gosford, New South Wales, with its annual Wyong Field Day. Everyone at the club and their families and friends are getting ready, as they do every year, to put their all into make this event the best it can be. So, when you go to the Wyong Field Day on the 26th of February, you are going, aren't you? 
why not go up to a club member and shake their hand and thank the CCARC for being part of the backbone that keeps amateur radio great in Australia. Club members will have their CCARC call sign badges on. Full details of the field day and the details of the many lectures this year, the traders and exhibitors who will be present and the full address of the event are available at the website fieldday.org.au or in the text edition of this broadcast on the WIA's own website. For the Central Coast ARC, this is Ed, DD5LP, VK2JI. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South East Queensland, it can be heard on VK4 WIG, on frequency 146.700 MHz. At 9am every Sunday, I'm Bryn, VK4GF. WIA, board talk in a moment, President Phil Waite, VK2ASD. But nominations closed January 31 for those seeking election to the Wireless Institute of Australia's Board of Directors. This year, all seven positions on the WIA board are open. If you consider your skills and experience can add to the requirements of being a voluntary director of a modern not-for-profit organisation, then please consider nominating. The nomination, in writing, must be received by the returning officer by January 31. The Wireless Institute of Australia's regulation postal ballot for the election of directors has all of the requirements and it can be found on the WIA website wia.org.au A ballot paper will be sent in March. This will be an insert in Amateur Radio magazine. Look for it. And those getting the digital-only magazine, the material is sent to you by Australia Post. Hi, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, President of the WIA. The WIA has received a very positive response to its new fact sheets, that cover many of the issues that have been raised recently and have been placed on the WIA website and distributed. Some individuals and a few clubs have urged the WIA board to make detailed responses to the accusations and criticisms that they have seen or heard on social media and elsewhere. The WIA board did answer some of those questions previously, but its replies and explanations were not always carried in the same media so they weren't seen by the same people. In the board's view, many of the issues raised are either exaggerated, misrepresented or without foundation. Some statements have been totally inaccurate. The fact sheets became necessary to ensure that all WIA members have the relevant facts and explanations to the recent criticism. The WIA continues to be an effective advocate for amateur radio and is in the process of developing strategies to address the current and future needs of the hobby. It is essential that radio amateurs continue to support their hobby by joining or renewing their membership to ensure a strong and effective WIA. That's not to say there isn't room for improvement, there always is. A primary function of the board of any company is to periodically review its services and operations with a view to positive improvement. The digital edition of Amateur Radio magazine is one example. Restructuring of the national office, which was driven by a need to improve customer service, was another. Other positive innovations are in progress, such as the STEAM initiative, the volunteer charter, which is now out for broader member feedback, and the adoption of a more consultative approach. Other initiatives will follow.
Now let's get back to the fact sheets for a moment. The fact sheets distributed so far include the Foundation Licence Manual is in profit, claims of the WIA being in trouble with ASIC and ACMA are false, compliance of the WIA licensing assessment system, WIA director training and the club insurance scheme. The fact sheets have had a positive response and there are more to come. WIA affiliated clubs are encouraged to draw attention to the WIA fact sheets in their club newsletters. Further feedback on them is most welcome. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and I've been experimenting. Have you ever thought about this? Whenever you turn on your rig and go on the air, you are performing a scientific experiment. Think about it for a moment. You have an aim to make contacts with other amateurs. You have equipment which you need to carry out the experiment. Your transceiver, an antenna or antennas, and the feed lines connecting them. You have a method, calling CQ, answering CQ calls from other amateurs, making an arranged contact, or breaking into other contacts, politely of course. And you get results. You make contacts, or perhaps you don't make contacts. Whatever happens with your experiments, you draw conclusions, even if not consciously. Interesting, isn't it? If the aim is to make a contact and you are successful, consciously or unconsciously you draw the conclusion that your erstwhile experiment succeeded under the circumstances. And if you didn't make a contact or contacts, what conclusions do you draw from that? Was there something wrong with the equipment? Was it a result of the circumstances at the time? Poor propagation, for example. Maybe it was the method. In a scientific experiment, even no result is actually a result from which conclusions can be drawn, and that can tell us something. Many amateurs use the results of their experiments to work out what they need to improve their stations, or their operating technique, which is part of the experiment after all, or what sort of experiment they explore next. The result of this continuous experimentation by thousands of radio amateurs over time has resulted in the continuous development of radio communications technologies and techniques over the decades since wireless emerged from the scientific laboratories at the end of the 19th century. All this is true to the definition of amateur radio set down by the International Telecommunications Union, the ITU, many decades ago. A radio communications service for the purpose of self-training, intercommunication and technical investigations carried out by duly authorised persons interested in radio technique, solely with a personal name and without pecuniary interest. Think about it. This has been Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Macedon Ranges and Central Highlands of Victoria, it can be heard on the Mount Macedon repeater VK3RMM 147250 at 10.30am and repeated at 8pm. I'm Peter, VK3TQ. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL. 
Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. A live-to-air announcer, a rare breed these days, calls his chief engineer to say, I can't hear that I'm on air. Why? Dutch regulator removes broadcaster's antenna. It is reported the Dutch Radio Communications Agency dismantled the antenna of a legally operating broadcast station. It appears they thought the station on 105.6 MHz was a pirate, but the station, an associate of Vekdal FM, was correctly licensed. The agency says something went wrong with the checking of licences. The antenna was on the watchtower of the State Forestry near Newlison. It is unclear if the Radio Communications Agency will pay compensation for the damage. Historic AT&T High Seas Radio Station to be demolished. The remains of shortwave radio station Whiskey Oscar Oscar, for decades the Atlantic Coast hub of American Telephone and Telegraph's High Seas Radio Service, will likely disappear in the coming weeks. The US Fish and Wildlife Service with contractor Amec Forster Wheeler, Environment and Infrastructure Incorporated, plan to remove more than 500 antennas and poles that stud 222 acres of salt marsh at New Jersey. The site at Goodluck Point was the transmitter station for Whiskey Oscar Oscar, which from the early 1930s onward was a shore-to-ship critical link to US blue water and coastwise shipping. Right up to the dawn of cellular telephones in the late 20th century, mariners could place telephone calls by contacting the AT&T marine operator on VHF channels. German regulator acts on radio interference. In 2016, the German communications regulator took decisive action against 6,000 devices causing radio interference. 6,000. The agency's testing and measuring service identified more than 6,000 disturbances and eliminated them. The number of radio disturbances remained constant compared with the previous year. Ever more diverse radio applications make the investigation and resolution of disturbances more complex, they said. In addition to radio interference processing, the test and measurement service controls, for example, frequency usage, the implementation of supply obligations in mobile communications, and the observance of limit values for electromagnetic environmental capability. Work continues towards WRC 2019. A major change in approach for the IARU is a matrix system introduced with specific responsibilities being taken by individuals on the team at the World Radio Communications Conference. This followed a review of the IARU efforts at the WRC in November 2015 that it could have been better coordinated and more effective. IARU Region 3 Chairman Gopal Madhavan, Victor Uniform 2, Golf Mike November, says in the coming weeks the IARU will be participating in SEPS Conference Preparatory Group and in its project team meetings and other meetings in the lead-up to WRC 2019. A few weeks ago, accompanied by fellow IARU Region 3 Director Shizuo Endo, Juliet Echo 1 Mike Uniform India, they were at the Administrative Council meeting, then attended the Triennial Conference at the IARU Region 2 in Vina del Mar in Chile, South America. Just prior to the conference, the Administrative Council made a major decision on trying to work out the branding of IARU across the three regions with discussion ranging from a unified presentation on web pages to developing a standard set of visiting cards. Also, many important decisions were made, and these are detailed on the Region 2 website. 
Gopal, VU2GMN, reported that as usual the IARU Region 3 had more than its share of natural disasters and radio amateurs were at the forefront of relief operations, providing vital emergency communication support. Also writing in the latest newsletter, he said Region 3 needed to improve on the work of its several committees and was working toward that aim. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1 WIA. Ham radio operational news. It's contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017 January 1, December 31, the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge January is the WIA's Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF Contest RSGB 80th Commonwealth Contest 11th and 12th of March for 24 hours from 10 hours GMT Ham Radio on the 1st, 12th of March WIA's John Moore Memorial Field Day, 18th, 19th, March 2017. WIA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint, Saturday, May the 6th, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. Celebrating the National Day. This Thursday, January 26th, is Australia Day. To mark the occasion, any radio amateur may substitute their normal VK call sign prefix with the letters AX. A privilege negotiated for all by the Wireless Institute of Australia. The AX prefix is popular and the use of a special QSL card with the AX prefix call sign is encouraged. RSGB Commonwealth Contest The RSGB's Commonwealth Contest is one of the longest running contests in the HF contesting world. Having started as a BEAU contest in the 1920s, it promotes contacts between stations in the United Kingdom, Crown Dependencies, Commonwealth and Mandated Territories. The 80th Commonwealth Contest will take place on the 11th and 12th of March. For the 24 hours starting at 10 hours GMT, the RSGB is delighted to have received a letter from their patent, HRH the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. KGKT congratulating RSGB on this special contest anniversary and wishing everyone well who takes part. Darren, BK4FEDX is operating as H40DA from Nando Island, IOTA OC100, until the 17th of January. Activities on the 80, 40, 50 and 10 metres. Obviously sticking to his Foundation Licence Qualifications, QSL to VK4FEDX. Let's see if Darren's QSL cards for H40DA come as quick as his Foundation call may insinuate FedEx, HI. It may not be a contest chasing numbers, but it is a heck of a lot of fun. It's the IRRW which has just reached the milestone entry. German has scored the prestigious 100th entry this year in the International Lighthouse on Lightship Weekend held in August. The smallest in Germany and the only one with a thatched roof is the Lusturm Hoodland on the northern Frisian island, serving the dark broad channels. Rather than a revolving light, it is continuous with white, red and green sectors, serving as important maritime navigation in northern Germany. Gerhard Impekoven, DJ9QE, has ended his activation from the small brick lighthouse, is the 28th to do so from Germany for August 19 and 20. If you would like to read the simple guidelines of this annual fun event, see past and current entries or register one yourself, please visit the dedicated website www.irrlw.net.
For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Females in Radio. With this our first report this week, it's thanks to Mama Squirrel and her team at Amateur Radio Newsline, and we bring you a look at a net with an interesting story to tell. The YL Systems of Nets, which has been on the air for 53 years. It began with a group of female ham radio operators, but it's now not just for YLs anymore, and we'll learn more from Jim Damron, NATMW. It's a good place to come. Our controls are very friendly. It takes a lot of people to run this system because we're there 8 o'clock in the morning until the band goes out at night. And that happens Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends we uh, are on for at least three hours. That's Bobby Livingston, K4ZGH, president of the YL International Single Sideband System, an ambitious collection of nets that run from sunrise to sundown during the week and several hours each weekend. What began in 1963 as an emergency response network among women morphed over the years from a sisterhood into a system. Soon, friends and friends of friends, both YLs and OMs, came on board to help run the various net sessions throughout each day and to talk ham-to-ham. We have uh, 17,292 members at this time. Of course, with that number, we also have some silent keys because we've been operating for 53 years. Each year, it's a loss when one of our members um, is called home. And, you know, they're like your family. In between all those nets, there are newsletters, get-well cards, conventions, and even eyeball cusos. There's also always a big welcome for new participants. Details can be found at ylsystem.org. Meanwhile, be listening during the week on 14,332 kilohertz. And at other times, you can find them on 15, 40, and 80 meters. This is one busy group. It takes a lot of people to keep this all going. And with the help of all of our members, we do it. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT has requested that BY70-1 be added as BY70-1 in the next configuration file for the ARRL Logbook of the World, or LOTW. AMSAT has also requested that this update be made no later than January the 31st due to MPOTA's QSOs that were made via the satellite. AMSAT has also requested the addition of IO86 as well as SARAX and MERIX for previous QSOs that occurred via the Digipeter, carried on various space shuttle missions and the MER space station. HFSAT with a 21MHz and 29MHz transponder. United States Naval Academy is planning a CubeSat that carries a HF transponder as well as a 2m automatic positioning reporting system APRS. Students are working with Bill Rees, N6GHZ, on the HF transponder card which will provide a bandwidth of 30 kHz. 
The frequencies are currently 21.4 MHz uplink and 29.42 MHz downlink, with Doppler shift reduced to less than 2 Hz per second by using an inverted transponder. The satellite will be gravity gradient, stabilised by its long full-size 10 metre band half-wave HF dipole antenna. More details are released by AMSAT and the URL is in the text edition. Telescope gets sky data. The square kilometre array telescope deep in the Western Australian outback is getting in seconds the amount of data gathered by the Hubble telescope in space for a whole year. To make the environment even quieter, the SKA is surrounded by a mandated silence zone which prohibits the use of any radio devices. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio Raynet activated during a flood alert. The Radio Amateurs Emergency Network, or Raynet, was activated during a recent flood threat. RSGB Deputy Regional Manager for Essex, Roland Taylor M0BDB, reports that Essex Raynet was primarily assigned on January the 12th to support the evacuation. The area, Jawick in England's southeast and the North Sea coast, has the highest risk of flooding in the UK despite mitigation work by the local council. Raynet, with a total of 16 operators, used crossband repeaters for communications back to the central control at the local council for the police, fire and rescue teams. Mobile phone coverage was not great, and the Raynet team passed numerous important messages to keep council officials and volunteers aware of events without tying up the phones. Roland Taylor, M0BDB, reported that fortunately the midnight tide surge was not as forecast and flooding remained manageable. Rainet was then stood down, gathered up its portable gear and faced the wintry blast as its operators headed home. Roland, M0BDB, praised several neighbouring Rainet groups who also offered resources including Midhertz, South West Hertz, Suffolk and Medway. Further evidence of preparedness by Raynet, ready with emergency communications to cover any potentially serious incident. And lastly, it's to the lowdown. Melbourne QRP by the Bay. Yes, a gathering of amateur radio QRP operators and home brewers at Victory Park, Chelsea, near the Life Saving Club. Yes, bring along a project, an antenna or an idea. Chat with like-minded enthusiasts or get on the air from a great location. And yes, it's on Saturday, February the 4th, 2017, starting at 3pm. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting for Melbourne. Across Australia from the VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in Albury-Wodonga. It can be heard on 145.525 MHz or node 388642 every Sunday morning at 10am and repeated again that day at 19.30. This is Rob, VK2, Foxtrot, Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. The Wireless Institute of Australia provides a one-stop resource for news and information related to amateur radio matters. WIA releases posted on the website are periodically summarised and sent to all members who have a free email address of yourcallsign at wia.org.au and you can get one of those online. The website has a frequently asked questions section for those wanting to renew membership, change your details, rejoin amateur radio, seek a call sign recommendation and other queries. 
The current WIA Hot Issues website section covers all the major issues facing the WIA and you as an amateur radio enthusiast. If you want to know what the WIA is doing for you, listen to the weekly VK1 WIA broadcast, read the monthly journal Amateur Radio Magazine, and visit us at the website www.wia.org.au To tie the ribbons on this edition of WIA National News, it's to the social scene. February 4 in VK3, it's Melbourne's QRP by the Bay, 3pm Victory Park, Chelsea Beach. February 19 in VK3, Hamfest, Western and Northern District Amateur Radio Club, 10am at the Werribee Masonic Centre, that's at 223 Watton Street, Werribee. February 26, Central Coast Field Day at Wyong, enter at 8.30am. The list of all the events of all the supporters of all their clients is on the text edition of wia.org.au's National News this week. March 26 in VK3, it's EMDRC's Hamfest at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. April 28 through to May 1, VK4's Clareview Gathering. May 19, Right across VK, but we're holding it in VK5, it's the WIA's AGM at Harndorf. September 9 to 10, Alara Meet 2017 in Cairns. November 12 in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. That's at 8am. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.